This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. It's not exactly a happy family these days for the caucus members of the Liberal Party in Ottawa. They seem to be battling amongst themselves when it comes to the SNC-Lavalin situation. A couple of caucus members have spoken up and said that they feel that Jody Wilson-Raybould should no longer be in Cabinet. Well, in an exclusive scrum with Global News on her way into question period, Jody Wilson-Raybould says that's not going to happen. She's not going to resign. Uh, because a lot of people are saying that you're doing more to hurt the uh, party than... Uh, I'm just doing the best job I can. Could you say that one more time, please? For CBC now, for old time's sake? Nope, that didn't happen. She said it, and there it is. She said, why would I resign that she's just doing the best job that she can? Uh, Transport Minister Mark Garneau has also been speaking about Jody Wilson-Raybould and the conversation that she taped with the Clerk of the Privy Council, Michael Wernick. Garneau says the recording of those phone calls was totally inappropriate, and he said it was not an honourable thing to do. Top lawyer in the country, and the Clerk of the Privy Council are having a conversation about something very important that it is totally inappropriate to record without notifying the other person. It is not an honourable thing to do. Now that's got to hurt coming from people who sit in caucus with you. So let's get an update now on the situation. Uh, We'll talk to Amanda Connolly, who's our Global News political reporter in Ottawa. Hi, Amanda. Hi, thank you for having me. This is such interesting times. It sounds like it sounds very much like the Liberal caucus members are feeling more emboldened about speaking out. That certainly seems to be the impression that we're getting right now. We're hearing a lot more than we have in recent days from Liberal caucus members right now, especially some, some particularly high-ranking ones, too, saying that they're really not okay with what we saw is, is the case and, and what is happening right now with this, this file. Uh, and again, we're, we're seeing a lot, it seems to be a lot of concern from members of that caucus about whether whether there um, is a trustworthy action, I guess you could say, seems to be the sentiment that we're getting right now from Jody Wilson-Raybould to have recorded a conversation with the clerk of the Privy Council. And again, this, this really is escalating the discussions that we've seen so far and the comments that we've heard from the Liberals really honing in on that issue of, is she trustworthy and do we want her to be sitting in our caucus? What is the process like then, Amanda, if the caucus w- no longer wants her there? So this is kind of a little bit of a, uh, an area where it's a little bit unclear right now. So there really is not one particular clear process, or at least a public process, for how they would that they would need to follow to remove her from caucus. What we have been hearing, though, in terms of indications from Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, is that he would leave this matter up to the caucus to decide. He would not be making it himself. So that naturally leads us to assume that there will be potentially a vote in caucus. We know that they're having a meeting on Wednesday, and this is expected to be a big issue up for discussion on on Wednesday as they meet here in Ottawa. But exactly what kind of format that takes, if there's any kind of appeal process, really is kind of up in the air at the moment. But it's seeming it would would likely play out in a vote from caucus saying either yes, we want to keep her in our caucus, there is is a positive benefit from having uh, dissenting voices among us, or just say no, we want to get rid of her. Right. Is this all you think the fallout from that taped conversation on Friday being made public or were there rumblings of this before? There were certainly rumblings of this before that tape came out, particularly in in concern from caucus members who were, you know, we were hearing a lot that they were concerned that she might be hurting their chances at re-election, that this was not, you know, politics is a team sport and she doesn't seem to be playing along with the rest of the team right now. 
But that tape certainly seems to have escalated significantly. The comments that we're hearing and the openness with which some members of the Liberal caucus are questioning whether she belongs in, in that caucus. Okay, then. So we have to wait then until their next meeting to see if anything's actually going to happen here. That certainly seems to be the case, yes. Okay, let's talk about the other developments on this. So Gerald Butts also submitted some information to the House of Commons Justice Committee? Yes, so he sent out a tweet on Sunday night, and just just as a reminder, he is the former principal secretary and really the right-hand man to Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. They're exceptionally close. He's a very trust, was a very trusted advisor up until he resigned in February in a very a stunning move for, for Ottawa here. No one really saw that coming. But yes, yeah, so he has submitted more, more um, details and, and notes to the Justice Committee, which of course has shut down its probe into the matter. And that's perfectly allowable. That's the same thing that Jody Wilson-Raybould did last week. And we really don't know what we're going to see from that right now. Um, what we're hearing is that, again, it's, it could be a range of materials. Usually in this kind of case, it will be things like notes explaining what was brought up in his testimony before the committee on March 6th and things kind of of that nature to sort of stress the points that he made in his testimony. And that was certainly the case with Jody Wilson-Raybould. So we would expect fairly similar, a uh, fairly similar tone of the contents that, that Jerry Butts has submitted here. We don't know when we're going to get a chance to see those, though. Again, uh, what normally happens is that when, when documents come before the committee like this, they have to go through the translation process. That can take several days. They're not released publicly prior to that. So last time we saw about four, four or five days, roughly, before these were released, uh, if, if my, my memory serves here. Yeah. So it's, it's possible that we could see a similar time scope here. This seems kind of crazy, though, because it's just more like uh, everybody's cherry-picking their information and presenting it to the House of Commons Justice Committee. Yeah, that really is, a, I think, a big issue here, is what, what is the metric by which you say we have, the, we have a clear answer in this yeah. case? At what point does the story end? And that really is part of the reason why you know, we're, we're a, little, a little over two months in right now, because there really is no clear way to measure, okay, we have all of the facts now, there is clear action being taken or a clear admission that something happened here that maybe wasn't quite right. Just, there's a lot of lingering questions and things that sort of keep trickling out without any, any concrete action to deal with them. Right. And what is the deal with what Pierre Polyev is trying to do? So Pierre Polyev right now is doing something a little bit interesting. He is filibustering debate on a government budget motion. This is essentially a motion asking the House of Commons to um, adopt the government budget. It's a precursor to the actual bill that would implement the budget. And so what we're seeing today is Pierre Polyev, a Conservative MP, and their finance critic as well, has begun talking. He's um, doing, uh, doing a filibuster and saying he's not going to yield the floor in his debate of this, this bill until the government agrees to either to reopen the probe and, and call more witnesses back to the Justice Committee in light of what we heard from Jody Wilson-Raybould in that tape on Friday. It's a little bit interesting how he's doing it here, of course. This is our fourth filibuster that we've seen in roughly the past year with the Conservatives to very mixed results, and their second one on SNC-Lavalin. Normally when they do this, they, tape, they file kind of hundreds of motions and keep people up voting overnight. We're not going to see that in this case right now. This essentially is a filibuster with breaks in between. So the House business stays on as normal and he speaks uninterrupted whenever the matter comes up before the House, which will be over the course of roughly four days. So you'll see a lot of him, but it won't, it won't be to the scale that we've seen in the past couple of cases of filibusters. Right. And there hasn't been any indication, Amanda, has there, that the Justice Committee is going to change their mind and kind of fully reopen this thing? No, really nothing at this point. And again, that was a, that was a big issue when this came up before the Ethics Committee as well. The opposition had asked them to study this matter, given that the Justice Committee had shut down their probe. And the response from the Liberals on the Ethics Committee was, well, Justice is looking into it. We're waiting to see what other information comes forward. 
And now that we're getting some of that more information, there's still no sign that they're going to reopen that investigation or that probe. We do still have the ethics commissioner looking into this. But again, his investigations are generally very long in nature. They can take quite a long time to complete. And so, again, there there really is no indication as to at what point this might wrap up and have firm answers as to what happened. Okay, so then what is the next thing that you are going to be looking for? Is that going to be that caucus meeting on Wednesday? It will. That really is the next big thing on the agenda right here. Of course, if they vote to remove uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould from caucus, it obviously raises questions of do you remove Jane Philpott as well? That's the former Treasury Board president, also a very, very prominent member of the caucus who publicly said she had lost confidence in Justin Trudeau and his handling of this and was very vocal in her criticism of that. So I think once you get into removing one of them, the question becomes, well, how far do you go? Where do you keep going next? And again, that is part yeah. of the issue here. There's there's no, it's kind of a snowball effect there. There's no sign of it slowing down and there's no sign of, of any stop being put to this in terms of clear answers. All right, Amanda, thank you so much for explaining it to us. Thank you so much. That's Amanda Connolly, our global news political reporter in Ottawa.